Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So what are you looking forward to tonight, seeing the final product? Um... Seeing it finish, because I finished this film at 8 a.m. yesterday morning in London after 36 hours without sleep. So this will be the first time that I showed the completely finished film to an audience. So to see it finish will be, like, very cool. Meow, 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 meow. Hello. And- we fucking did it, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Welcome. You thought we couldn't do it. You thought we shouldn't do it, but we did it. Seven cats over seven days. To the seventh episode of Our Week with Cats, the only podcast that I know of where Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery watch cats once a day for a week. It's all over. Red Rover, I feel free. A bomb 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 bomb. I feel free. Bomb 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 bomb. I feel free. Today. Shut up for a second. Today we wore cat suits, which you had rented from a costume hire facility. Good on you. And they were very uncomfortable and very worrying because they were a thin sort of a fabric, very stained, and they looked like they had led long lives at a lot of office parties, well, Christmas do's. Tim, ease, let me ease your mind by telling you the woman from whom I rented the costume said, and don't wash these before you return them. Do you think she's trying to collect as much jizz as possible? Is she, that the goal? She here? specifically didn't say, don't worry about washing these. It was as though it was an instruction to maintain the legacy of the cat suits. <laughs> I respect it, but it is still revolting to me that I was wearing that on my person. We drove there in the cat suits. We entered the cinema in the cat suits. We approached a woman who we have now bought tickets for cats from three times in a row who did not bat an eyelid. She strikes me as the manager. Yeah, I think so. There's an authority to that person. She asked us if we were going to Cats. We said yes. She said, do you know that we, do you know that you are responsible for Cats still screening? We were impressed by ourselves. Yes. Apparently, because of the number of tickets and times we've seen Cats, it skewed the numbers ever so slightly that Cats is more likely or has been more likely to, to be playing... Playing at Rialto Newmarket. They've bumped other films as a result of our escapades. Or at we, least that's what she said. We've, uh, we've played the numbers, and <laughs> I don't think we won. If anything, we lost. 
We was it, what made you... a grave error today by not bringing a guest, and it was probably the stupidest thing we've done inside of this singularly stupid format. Because we've seen the film six times prior, and each time we bring a new guest, we're able to be combination invigorated by sharing a bit of their first reactions or second reactions in the case of some of our guests. And we also have to play the role of host and be energetic, friendly, respectful to the film and be present so that we can enjoy the film alongside our guest. But because it was just Guy and I and that was it, no such commitments were made to the point where both of us had a little bit of kip inside the film. I quite simply couldn't help myself. By the way, $330, that's the amount of dollars we have spent Fuck. on tickets oh, for ourselves and our guests to see cats. That's, uh... Uh, yeah. Sometimes you wonder how you got into quite so much debt, <laughs> and then and then you break down the math on this kind of stuff, and it's like, yep, I get it. Okay, Tim, I hated all of the cats today. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no jellicles in the bunch, not one. Uh, and maybe that's... you've slept through more than fifty percent of Skimble Shanks. Yeah, I that did. is testament to what we're going through. Well, but can through. you imagine my delight when I got to wake up in the throes of Skimbleshanks performing his signature number in the cinema. Cinema 4 today, by the way. A yeah. cinema that as of yet we had not been uh, sat in. We've had twos. We've had sevens. But I feel like my relationship, or perhaps our relationship to the cats today, speaks to the attitude of ordinary movie guys when they see cats which is knowing that they will in all likelihood never see the movie again and so you allow yourself to feel the appropriate responses as they're coming up interesting take i think that's that's probably right but in our case it's it's a bit different because we're anticipating every single move and i know but the allowance just means that we fell asleep i think yeah i I, it certainly i before i fell asleep i was furious and uh <laughs> anger 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 <laughs> anger asleep yeah almost and i i do attribute that anger to like i think some of the positivity that you might pick up echoes of earlier in this uh mini series might be the sound of people who are making their peace with many more screenings of cats whereas now we've said said our farewells i have a pretty i mean it's probably not the most totally accurate response but i have a sort of a more righteous view on the cats. Is this analogous to when you're in a bit of a toxic work environment or a relationship for that matter? And it's not until you have said out loud and started to make a plan to bounce that you allow yourself to notice all the, all the bad things that are going on, the effect it's having on you. Absolutely. It feels like that. I also sent Tim a message this morning because of our hard work. uh, There are now, I think another six consecutive screenings of cats at the very same cinema. And I just sent him the screen times for Cats tomorrow and the next day. With a question mark. And Tim said no. I said absolutely not. Yeah. I'm almost having a stroke as it is. Initially, I wrote fuck you, but I, I backspaced it. I didn't send that one because I yeah. thought that was a bit hard and out. And you were right, because if you'd written fuck you, such as the way we communicate with one another, I would have interpreted that as a soft yes. Yeah. Understandable. That is how... I talk to you on occasion, and you know what? That's no good. That's no kind of a friendship. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't be treating you like that. Hey, if you if I if I wrote to you, do you want to get breakfast? And you wrote back, fuck you. Yeah. Actually, even then, I'd be like, oh, he's probably going to get breakfast. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I was going to say it's to unique to just this professional, if you can call it that, element of our lives. But yeah. 
I would. You don't think I'd tell? I'd. I'd say fuck you if you were like doing a great brunch. You. I. Uh, yeah. You might, but it's, it's less likely. <laughs> Can we talk about your eye? I'm having a little bit of trouble with my right eye. Can you tell? Yeah, I can see you working some angles at the moment, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So, do you want to just describe what's happened? Uh, the, is I, this just since we got out of the cinema? As since we got to your house, I just noticed it when we were walking up to the studio. Um, so sort of, I'm if I'm looking straight ahead mm-hmm. on the periphery of the sort of towards the bottom right corner of my field of vision in my right eye, it's sort of. It's not that everything's out of focus. If I could compare it to something which only you would understand, Tim, mm. when uh, Buster for Jones finds himself at the bottom of a garbage can yep. and Jason Derulo's the Rum Tum Tug is pouring champagne into his mouth and the way that they've animated it, it's not just flowing down the side of his cheek. It's sort of just like... It phases it, in and it out. It phases in cheek. and out. I've just got this constant sort of phase okay it's like a very small portion of my field of vision is being scrambled do you want me to get an eye patch for you would that help uh turn it off for a bit no it's okay you know what they do with kids is they actually put an eye patch on the good eye so the bad eye has to correct itself i did not know that i hope it's true i think that's true that sounds right because if you put a patch on the bad eye yeah you'd be you'd be pretty much shutting down an eye (laughs) yeah exactly it's like well good night yeah not very good prince and speaking of eyes, mm-hmm. because this is, uh, I think, one of the great moments in the film. That doesn't mean any- saying that doesn't mean anything. But <laughs> hey, here's a uh, sentence that what, is meaningless. One of the moments that uh, a cat, a person looks most like a cat, and I, I, I boiled it down today to her eyes, is when Grizabella Jennifer Hudson. Hudson at the end of the song where everyone says she's the gl- Grizabella the glamour. Grizabella the glamour cat. And she goes, and she sort of uh, scrunches her eyes up in such a way that it contorts the entirety of her face to look as much like a cat as anyone in the entire movie does. And I think it's the shape of the eyes which really pushes it over the edge. She's gone the rest of the way. She's got a great foundation. The CGI work that they've done on Jennifer Hudson's head, very cat-like. She's got a very feline face in this movie. And it's not just that, but also the movement that she makes with that swipe at the camera. It's cat, very also it's cat-like. It's yeah. cat, it's, the whole thing's catty. From woe to go, it's all cat. Yeah. It is the most cat. The, I think the biggest attempt at being a true cat is from Ian McKellen, and it misses by a mile for me, where he opens the curtain when he's at the Egyptian about to perform, and he's just sneaking a peek for what on stage looks like. And as the light hits him, similar to when a cat would re- pull back a curtain at a window, he goes, I uh, like that. I think there's a moment he does the before that where he says, uh, after he says, no, it's all practice, 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 and nothing can go wrong. Touch wood. And then he rubs Nuzzles. himself. Yeah, That's, that wood. That is very cat-like. Also, not... Uh, but, okay, well, hold on. Let me throw this one at you before you go on. What about in the middle of a song where he just goes, meow, 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 meow? Yeah. <laughs> no one else does it in the movie. That is one of the best bits of the movie. <laughs> at one point, they just cut to Sue McKellen looking off into the distance going, meow, 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 meow. The, can you... I'm sorry I've railroaded what you're about to say. It's okay. But we're somewhere else now. Can you think of some great cutaways in this movie? Because I could think of fucking heaps. Jason Derulo's yeah, look after... Course. Old Deuteronomy fails to appear despite Mr. Mistopheles' best conjuring efforts. It is like you could hear a pin drop quiet, and it is nothing but Jason Derulo like a cat, center of the frame. No one else is in there, and him just going, 
Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's an all-time cutaway. For and it, a long time. It nearly always gets a laugh, too. Uh, my second favorite, but for a completely different reason, is it also in the middle of Rum Tum Tugger, this is Jason Derulo's character, and his song where um, we cut to um, Reba Wilson, the Gumby cat, um, Jenny Any Dots, and she says, did he, what does she say? She said, did he get neutered? Because those high notes are a bit, ah, ah. And then she does a snip motion, and then we stay on her for upwards of six, seven hours. The reason you like that is because it's a bad cutaway. It's so long. Yeah. I don't even want to say bad because it is so long that it stopped being unskillful film work, and now it's interesting film work. It's art. That's true. If you're bad, if you are, if you miss the mark on being good at something, you're bad. But if you push through that, you're artful. Yeah, and what what you do is after the fact, you just say that was deliberate. That was me. And that then, was a stylistic then, choice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm then an it, it is pure art. What I was saying before we started discussing the cutaways is that. Uh, the other most cat-like feature is not attributable to any one person. It's the biggest triumph of the CGI. The ears. The ears. The ears. The ears. Can we talk about the ears? Everyone was screaming from the rooftop, you got to check out this digital fur technology. They didn't even mention once the ears. And the ears go beyond the fur. It's the movement. They're yeah. always moving. We've got, like... 12 cats in the back of every shot, all their ears are moving and twitching independently. As a cat's would. You have to imagine that they had to build those ears from scratch as well. Or do yeah. you imagine that they've got sort of ping pong balls on the top of a motion capture cat suit? It's hard to say. Here's what I know. They... No, I don't know, actually. I've got a weird memory that... One of them was mentioning in an interview that they did have like a camera rig that they wore on top of their head. You know, like a GoPro facing you? Yeah. Maybe that was part of it. I'd like to see some of the behind-the-scenes green screen footage of them in their suits. I have. I don't think I've seen any. <laughs> so funny to think of all the stuff that they had to do, that they bothered to do, instead of just sitting back down in the room with the script for another week and like yeah. fixing it that way. This isn't the kind of film where the script, well, could be fixed or it kind of is the issue. <laughs> kind of is the issue. Well, it's just the show, more or less. Although it isn't, we've sort of learned, haven't we? And everyone who says there's no plot, there actually is a plot to the film. It's not big. It's little. Could you outline it for me? It's the size of a cat. There's a bunch of friends, and every year, one out of this collection of friends gets a second chance at restarting their life, and the leader of the friends gets to pick who it is, so they all compete. But there's one baddie who's sort of kind of in the friend group, and he keeps kidnapping the friends so they're not eligible to be selected because he wants to be, have that renewed life all for himself. And also, there is a pretty shitty magician who's pretty horny for the new girl. And then he gets her in the end by rescuing all the kidnapped people. But does he get this chance at the second life? No. That goes to Grizabella. He wouldn't want it. He's gotten what he wants. He's asking for it, though. He's fucking asking for it. <laughs> is he? I, is he competing? It's uh, They blur the line. Yeah. They really do. Because if I was like, you know, a genuine entrant, I don't know. Do you th- do you, I don't think you have to fill out a form. I think you just show up on the night. Well, that's right. And that's why it's confusing because I think your entry is a song, but everyone does a song. So, so it's kind of like whether or not you want to enter it. Like, you know, you. Here's got- who we know is competing Buster for Jones, aka James Corden. He wants it. 
Jenny Any Dots, aka Rebel Wilson, is competing. They're she both pla- they're planning on competing. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, you know, they're they're in it to win it. Gus the Theatre Cat is in competition. Skimble Shanks. It now, how do you know Gus is? Because Gus is the first. He gets a call time. Oh, he's that's spe- true. He's specifically told it's now. Judy Dench like makes a point of watching and lounging. As he performs. Are Gus and Skimbleshanks the only two cats who get a proper audition? Uh, McCavity does also get a... In spite of taking the opportunity away from other cats, McCavity does get a proper audition. But his song isn't even presented by him. It's presented by Taylor Swift about him. But it's part of the... It's it's part of his song. Like, Taylor Swift is doing it in service of McCavity. We've gone too deep, Guy Montgomery! Absolutely not. We're in too deep! So whose songs does that leave that are outside of the competition? Most of the songs. Um, anything by Monkey Strat. How do you say it? Is it Monk Strat? Robert Downey Jr., the third, the third. Okay. You're that guy. Robbie Fairchild. Uh, yeah, he's outside of it. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser are yeah, outside true. of it. And the but- other baddie whose name I have desperately tried to remember across our watches and I can't. Was that- so Taylor Swift mentions it once. The one in the green beret. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, she annoys me. It's a, I think that's a, so annoying. I think that's a fella cat. It's a, it's a woman. I think we hear their voice. It's not important. It's really not. What is important if that isn't, you know? Like, uh, here we were watching Cats seven times. None of it's important, guy. You can't start throwing around concepts like it's not important. That's very dangerous talk. I, yeah, I, you know, to be honest, I genuinely don't know that I've got anything left to say about cats. <laughs> I'm, I'm combing through previous notes to see if there's anything I didn't get well, to. Well, lucky for you, I found a continuity error for the first time ever. What a, re- what a relief. Well, con- <laughs> this is the first time that I've found a continuity error that wasn't CGI related because there's plenty of mistakes in the effects. But this one is um, when Rum Tum Tugger is performing, he gets his, co- he's wearing a, We've got to talk about the we're going to talk about the coats after this. But he throws his coat onto the ground when he jumps up at Judy Dench to make a real horny dancing at her, thrusting his cat when pelvis. When he says permission to party, business. oh, it's time. I want to party with your permission, to- of course. And someone takes the coat away off the floor, and then it cuts to a wide, and they do it again. And I was like, "Gotcha, motherfucker!" <laughs> you did. You said that to me. Hundred million dollars can't protect you, Tom. <laughs> you are overwhelmed with excitement. I think it can. Maybe not from those sorts of criticisms, but in life. So the interesting decision about the coats is twofold. Number one, if you're going to commit to digital fur technology, your coats that you put on three main characters should be not the exact same cat fur. The other thing I want to bring up is I'm pretty sure that's Idris Elba's actual coat. Like he just brought it himself. And you think that because... He said it on uh, one of the talk shows. I can't remember. Oh, Colbert. Colbert interview. How much extracurricular work, research, time have you spent with the cats? How much has the soundtrack followed you around, if not out loud, internally? The soundtrack has been a real um, monkey on my back. (laughs) It's not good because it's it's in the quiet moments, isn't it? And you just hear this. Oh, I'll tell you something funny. When I was looking for interviews, some of the original, well, a previous Broadway production of Skimbleshanks on one of the like properly filmed ones when they turned it into a movie, 
<laughs> and the top comment was, me today. Cats makes no sense whatsoever. Me tomorrow. Skimble <laughs> Shanks, the railway cat. Yeah. That song, uh, it does get what it deserves, which is a lot of praise and a lot of people saying it's a belter. Um, I have had a similar problem with the soundtrack. I have had it. It's been running through my head when I go to sleep. When I yeah. wake up, not necessarily the first thing, but my first action. Like I, I think, I don't know if this happens more because of watching the musical or if I do this anyway, but I realize in my head, or sometimes quietly out loud to myself, I'll sing a soundtrack to myself when I get out of bed or when I'm just doing an activity. If it's not a narration of what I'm doing, like I put the eggs in the bowl and I whisk the eggs. It's like, you know, it's just something. Sure. And <laughs> every every step, and it's it's all of them. It's Deuteronomy. It's Jellical. It's not even the ones I like. It's the Rum Tum Tugger. It's Jenny Any Dots. It's literally, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's not happening based on which songs I actually enjoy and no, want no, to no, know. No, 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 This is devoid from enjoyment. <laughs> this is like a deep psychological reaction. It's to totally the songs. outside of my control. It's made me, um, maybe enjoy. There's a cat at our home called Fig. Mm-hmm. And Fig and I get along okay, but we don't spend a lot of quality time. But I've certainly spent more time with Fig this week. And how do you address the cat? Have you taken Dame Judy Dench's advice and take off your hat and address it? Oh, oh cat. Uh, I've said oh, cat to Fig once, but Fig was totally indifferent. So I was just like, well. Well, did you give him the saucer of milk as Dame Judy Dench said that you must? No. Do you know the thing with Fig right now? You need to give right it now, a token of esteem, guy. I, I feed Fig. I feed Fig, but I did give Fig a worming tablet because Fig definitely has worms. Mm-hmm. And Fig, the worming tablet obviously makes the food taste horrible because yeah. I crushed it up and put it in, in his food. Gotcha. Um, and now does he think you're a tricky villain? Uh, he did a pretty good job of eating around the powder. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's certainly like it's added a certain dynamism. Like, I, I am more wary of Fig and more invested. I'm like, what do you think about this, Fig? And I sort of <laughs> pause to give Fig either time to respond or I guess me to imagine what Fig thinks of something. Wow, you you got to let him get his costume in order. Maybe he needs to polish his boots off if yeah. he's doing a tap dance or something. You know? Yeah. We don't know what kind of big number Fig's got in store for you guys. <laughs> we don't know what accoutrement he requires. And I do Might see, need a bit of time, I see, a prep. Yeah, I see why T.S. wrote these poems because I do sit there and I'm like, what would, you know, like once you do one, you, you can become a season. I'm like, what would Fig's song be? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. 
Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a fun thing to project human characteristics on you non-humans and just, just yeah. invent a whole... Actually, it's fun to project a story onto people walking around in the street. Absolutely. I've had a real ball doing that. Have you got, you reckon you've got the measure of people pretty quickly? It's it's not about that. It's about just inventing a whole deep narrative about what's going on with them. I couldn't care less if it was accurate Is or it, not. Would it be nice for you to go up to someone and tell them what you've just projected onto them? No, I think it would spoil the magic somehow. It would like, because it's like Schroeder's, Schroeder's, is that how you say it? Schroeder's, yeah. It's like it could be possible until I know that it isn't. So I'd rather keep the mystery and the possibility that I've fucking nailed it. That's how I feel about using my potential. (laughs) Don't want to exert all of it because then we know. I know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So instead I just quietly fritter it away little by little. So before we go into that existential crisis, let me tell you how I felt at the start of this movie. The word is resigned. Yeah. I felt like now... This is just me going to work, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't, this is the scary bit, right? When something that you hate doesn't um, make you sad or despairing or anything anymore, but you just kind of feel nothing for it, just just, just nothing. You okay? You're staring at me pretty blankly. I'm listening. Okay, cool. I'm working on my eye at the same time. It's so terrifying because you weren't moving a muscle and I thought you might have just fucked out or something. No, no, no. I'm working very, hard over here. Sweet. Very, I'm at work as well, Tim. That's good. It's very scary stuff. Um, yeah, and it's just that feeling of being in a dead-end job where you know there's no option to leave it and you're there and you're like, well, I can't interface with the emotions of wanting to not be here because it's not going to change the situation. So I've just got to switch off any emotional machinery that I've got dealing with this movie. And it felt kind of scary. And, and you Did know. you have the ability to do that? What? Shut, Shut down. down. Yeah, I did. Your yeah, emotional I felt, well, I fell asleep for a bit, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good indication that you've shut down successfully. Bit of shut eye. I think it's so good to show up, you know, fucking full of pomp and ceremony in the cat suits, walking to the cinema, and like all of the <laughs> other cinema girls, of whom there were probably 15, would be like, oh, here's the ruckus. Yeah. And then just watch these two cats <laughs> kind of quietly sink into their seats <laughs> and sort of be totally still for the entirety of it. Yeah. Um, we did not We did not show up. I mean, we showed up, but we did not show up to this watch. And the movie paid us the same amount of respect. The actors didn't show up to this watch. There I, wasn't a single um, jellical cat for me, this watch. Do you know what my jellical choice was? Out of the blue. I'm Tum Tugger. Yes. Yeah, I had that too, actually. I had a moment of that, and I couldn't... I was like, this song, in a way, kind of rips ass. Yeah, which tells me that we have been seeing it too much because... That I know that that's not how I've within myself. I know that's not how I feel about the song. I turned to Tim about fifteen minutes into the movie when I was feeling physically ill uh, because I thought the movie was actively trying to scramble my brains. And I said to Tim, "It's not 
healthy what we're doing mm. and you said of course not and just kept fucking dead eyeing the screen <laughs> yeah it was um as i mentioned to you at a different point in the movie a, a watch entirely devoid of joy this time because other times we've said i and i actually when you fell asleep i sung along a little bit when did i fall asleep you felt well it must have been leading into skimble shanks because you were asleep for half of that song yeah so what comes before skimble shanks Oh, yeah, Gus. Gus the Theater. Well, yeah, Old Deuteronomy, then Gus. I think you were asleep for uh, I know, was, 20, I was, 25 I was, minutes. Yeah, I'd, come, I'd go open and closed. Yeah, and maybe then, that's what's going on with your eye. You're just waking up. No, because it's only one eye and it's still happening. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's both eyes. Don't <laughs> no, worry. No. It's only one eye. I think it's better now. Okay. I mean, you really don't want to have this going on with your eyes. As a rule. Yeah, yeah, in general. If you're used to them both being ordinary, yeah. you just want to maintain the status quo. Yeah, I hear you. Because any deviation from that, apart from a serious improvement, which is highly improbable. Imagine if that happened, though. You had no idea how good things could be. Oh. Maybe this is the start of it. You ever seen the first Spidermans with um, Tobey Maguire? Yeah. That's what he has. His vision gets a bit blurry, and then it gets real fucking good. Is that what happens? I don't remember. I think so. Who cares about Spider-Man? No, I told you to stop introducing the concept of not caring about something in this podcast. It's a very dangerous concept. Uh, You're going to burst the bubble, okay? Okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm just I'm, I'm back at the notepad. <laughs> no, look at me. Look at me. What did Judy Dench do for you this time? Did you think she was sexy? Did you want to have sex with her? With due respect to Dame Judy Dench... I have never found her as Deuteronomy specifically to be very sexy. And today was a continuation of that feeling. I had no desire to have sex with Dame Judy Dench or the cat she was playing. Who do you want to have sex with in the film today? The Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh my and God. That's, that's what he wants too. That is kind of what he wants. Until it, I offer it to him, and then he doesn't want it anymore. It doesn't mean that he'll have sex with you, but he wants you to want to have sex with yeah, him. Yeah, of course. It's kind of his one thing. He's a pretty um, one-night cat. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know where this came from. I run- really was against the Runtime Tiger all week, and then today I was like, yeah. Maybe it's something about the way Jason Derulo has approached the role of Rum Tum Tugger. I, I was watching videos of Rum Tum Tugger, and it was someone who I don't think was, but looked and sounded very similar to Tim Curry. And I just thought, man, I hope he has played the Rum Tum Tugger at some point, because he would be fantastic and a lot of fun. He were, but you feel like that about Tim Curry portraying any of the cats. That's true. Or He's a fun actor. Anything. Yeah. Put him you in know, any role. All right, let's recast Cats. All this right. is happening. I want Michael Keaton to be Mr. Mistopheles. I like that. I, uh, I'm i excited for that. Yeah. Who would I like to see? <laughs> um, I would love to see Sarah Jessica Parker okay. <laughs> as Grizabella. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm not convinced she can hold a tune and you've got a absolutely have phenomenal lungs to pull off memory that's part of why i want to see it yeah okay use the real voices very cool i would like to see sir roger moore portraying gus the theater cat sure oh no that's not that's sean Sean connery Connery, yeah what's is he british roger moore he is yeah x with his eyebrows think he might have died <laughs> well 100 percent sure dig him up put him in the film this is a fantasy actually pierce brosnan could do a turn in cats i could see that 
He could be mon- monkey strap. Pierce Brosnan, as evidenced by both the Mamma Mia's, also guilty of not being able to hold a tune. Oh, truly? Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's difficult. Can he move? Is he a natural mover? Uh, he's not an unnatural mover. He's not. Do you know who's not a very good dancer? Is Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't think she's got great control of her body. And Chelsea specifically actually pointed out to me her legs. I assumed that as a pop star, one of the world's preeminent pop stars, it would be part of the package. But I guess if you put yourself against a cast of people whose dancing is their main vocation, um, you know, you're not going to be revealed, but it's a it's a higher bar to clear. Yeah, that's true. I didn't notice that with I haven't noticed that in my seven watches over the last week of Taylor Swift um, and Cats. What's Should- her character called? I've got no idea. I don't even have a clue. I've heard it said before. Is it said in the film or just mm. in peripheral? It's said in the film. Okay. Where I'd like to see uh, Brindley Stent as Jenny Any Dots. Okay. To punish her. All right. What about someone famous, though? As Jenny Any Dots? Yeah. As opposed to Brindley Stent? Yeah. Uh, Someone that people outside of the studio in America listening maybe might know. Or in Iceland. Bjork. <laughs> yeah, Bjork I... should be Jenny Any Dots. <coughs> Continue your march towards... Do you know who's going to direct it? Selma Hayek. Werner Herzog. Oh, fuck. Yes, bro. Different... And he's also in it. As? He's invented a character. I like that. Yeah, he's sort of this... Voice of God narrator. Because you know how they reference a couple of times in the songs that there is some sort of cat god? That's yeah. Werner Herzog. And it's now being told from his perspective. He is this feline eternal energy in the sky looking down with bemusement at his worshippers. A kind of cold indifference toward their plights. He doesn't care about the heavy side layer. He made it one afternoon and forgot about it, but it's treated as this paradise, this sanctuary for the cats that they're all scrambling over each other to try and get to. He's like Dr. Manhattan. The heavy the side layer... these mortals means nothing to him. It's like organized religion. What is? The heavy side layer? Yeah. The whole thing's a cult slash organized religion. It is. By the way, yeah. Taylor Swift's cat, yeah. Bombalurina. Oh, yeah, true. It is never said in the film, by the way. Not once. Uh, for Monka Strap, yeah, I would love to see. Man, I'm really having trouble conjuring the names of actors in my head. Do you know who they are? Can you describe them? The actor I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like literally just scrambling for an yeah, actor. Right. I mean, I thought Matthew Broderick, just because it'd be a bit of fun to have them working together. Yeah, I've always thought he's got a terrible voice. Hey, I want to see Nathan Lane. I desperately want to see Nathan Lane in this film, and I would like to see him be Mungo Jerry. Okay, I'd like to see Richard Kind as Buster for Jones. Who's Richard Kind? He's uh, He was on Spin City. He's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. You'd recognize his face. He's a very revered character actor, largely comedy actor. I'm going to get a picture up for you right now so you can look at him. I is wonder so, who is he in Spin is. City? He's this guy. Well, this isn't helpful for people... Listening to a podcast guy. I think most people know who Richard Kind is and you're really? the exception. Oh, okay. Sweet ass. And they've used the same amount of time to research who he is. Do you yeah. recognize that guy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can hear his very distinct voice as soon as you showed me his face. Yeah. 
Um, he'd be good. McKevity, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. No. Yes. He's got to be someone else. No. He's McKevity. I cast it. He's McKevity. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, he's McKevity. McKevity! <laughs> and and uh, Bumbleerina is Bobcat Goldthwait in like a real tight fitting dress. <laughs> it's just this powerhouse voices. What's his voice like? Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. You don't remember that? Nah. Man, these references are really not going to be hitting for the listeners. Um, do you have any desire to ever watch this movie again after after this is all I thought up, I man? would. I talked to friends about doing it as an extracurricular activity with them. Yeah. Uh, what funnily enough happens if you wind up watching Cats a lot of times is people want to watch Cats with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why. We've become a little uh, beacon in our friend group of um, people a, who especially haven't seen the film yet who are trying ve- to jump yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, a vehicle through whom people can watch cats. But much like moths heading towards a flame that they're attracted to without quite knowing why, you will be burned if you join us in this eternal hellfire because the movie is not good. And we knew that at the start and we forgot it in the middle and now we know it is true again. Yeah, it's not good. I... uh I feel like I could see the movie this time, you know? Yeah. It was like what you were saying right at the start. I, I really, I could see what the reviewers were talking about. I could see what the first time viewers were Because t- me going in at the first time, I was bringing a lot of, what's the opposite of baggage? Helium balloons? A lot of buoyancy. A lot of excitement about how, you know, can you crazy even, can and you big and Can you even remember what you said about the movie then? In the first watch? Absolutely not. No. I think I was excited to see it, and, you... and I was pleasantly, I think, from memory, I was not let down by the fact that it was every bad as bad as I thought it was going to be. Could you, if if this is too challenging, that's okay, but could you rate your seven screenings of Cats for me from best to worst, or from worst, best, best to worst? Yeah. First watch, second best, third watch, third best, fourth watch, then second, then fifth, then sixth, then today. Okay. How about you? Best, third watch, second best, second watch, third best, first watch, fourth best, fourth watch, and then five, six, seven. Got so worse. from four, it all goes sequential. Uh, yeah, really, like the fucking ass fell out. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I I felt invincible for a time doing this project. I, know. I was like, I cats cannot defeat me. I can consume as much cats as anyone in the world. Yeah. You know, I was playing the music at home. I was putting on performances. Yeah. We were listening to it to and from the, the, the cinema. Yeah. Uh, and now I feel like a shell of that person. I am afraid for the uh, after shock or after effects of having done this. Yeah. Like, I know that it will not take much at all. I'm very vulnerable right now, but it will continue for the rest of my life, presumably, that any of these songs cropping up have the risk of derailing, you know, an entire day's internal thought. I can't remember if we brought this up on the podcast or not, but I got pretty blitzed the other night because I went to um, Flying Lotus and then some other stuff. And I messaged you at about 1.30 a.m. when I was in a dive bar and I said, uh, words to the effect of, the good thing about us watching Cats so many times is now that forever inside of our friendship, we can put the cat soundtrack on. You know, and I didn't articulate it beautifully, but what that means is we now have this bullet in the chamber that if ever we're 
going through some rough times, shit is hitting the fan. If one of us just chucks on Skimble Shanks, the railway cat, I mean, that's going to cut that, through a lot of the grime, right? You know what? That is totally true. I, I'm glad that you articulated it because when I got the message, I was like, Tim's having a good night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's nice knowing that we have that for ourselves and each other. We've never used the SpongeBob musical, even though that was a magical evening. The relationship's different. That was pure joy. Yeah, that was incredible. This involved some element of challenge. Well, I think it was nothing but. So, Guy, let me ask you this as we wander our way to the end of this very tiring, uh, lethargic episode. In terms of the experiences that we've put ourselves through in the name of this podcast, we watch Grown Ups 2 Weekly. And then we wanted to up the stakes, so we watched Sex in the City 1 twice Six. weekly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now we've experienced the film daily. These are all bad films done at different durations. Do you think if we had have committed ourselves to watch Cats once a day for a month, we could have pulled it off? And do you think we'd feel differently today? Or do you think at some point we would have thrown the towel in? If we were doing more, we'd feel differently today. If we if we knew we were watching more cats, I think we would have had an altogether more positive experience today. I truly believe that. Uh, do I think we could keep going? It is prohibitively expensive and uh, an immense time suck and really makes just the ordinary living of a day incredibly challenging. Mm. But I still think we probably we probably could have pressed on month is a long time for i think a week is the right amount of time yeah and even so then too. i think it might have been long yeah but it's nice you want to make it a know. Work, do a work week there's a there is a the immediacy of knowing it's done in a week made it a little bit easier i think than mm-hmm. like stretching something out over a year it's like doing all of the work at once instead of being like, oh, I've got to get back to this. You know, like just staring down something that you're afraid of and finishing the job so you can go to sleep knowing that when you wake up in the morning, it's a new day and you've you've cleaned your slate. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I quite agree. I agree with everything you just said. And it sounds like a cop out because it is, but it's also true. Would you rather, would you rather watch Cats? Every day for another week, mm-hmm. starting tomorrow mm. at home, yeah, or sex in the city for a week at the cinema starting tomorrow, not accounting for the inconvenience of getting to and from. So, we're just going to scrub the inconvenience factor mm. sex in the city one or two, one because this, this will swing it. Sex in the city one, yeah, but if it was sex in the city two, I'd say cats. Yeah, okay. How about you? I think I'd take cats, but I don't know if there's a legal reason, for legacy reasons. Yeah, okay. All right, look. I thought about today, after you told me that we were not going to watch cats anymore, Mm. I entertained the idea, and it's just not going to happen now, it's off the table, but of going to cats by myself. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell that's where your head was at. I knew you were thinking about it. You may yet do it. I, um, (laughs) you've got the equipment now. You've taught yourself how to do it. 
it wouldn't surprise me if you took yourself off to the cinema tomorrow afternoon without telling me, and then at some point in my email, a file turned up that said, <laughs> Guy Montgomery, Cats, episode 8, dot mp3. And then I had to fang that up on somewhere. And I'd be worried about you, and I'd be worried about the contribution you're making <laughs> to the cinema's box office success. Because <laughs> oh. that's the other thing. It's all fun and games until you extend the run of cats in New Zealand. What have we learned? I don't know. We learned that Cats is a confusing musical, and that's okay. But some things shouldn't be movies. Jellical choice? Nah. Well, the mice again. Fair enough. Tim, there's no fucking way in hell you're a jellical cat. I'm sure as hell not either. Do you have a jellical choice? Yeah, it was the Rum Tum Tugger. You're standing by that? The Rum Tum Tugger is a fuckable cat. I can't believe you've done this. This is how you're ending the whole series. So that is what your your prints are all over now. Your indelible mark has been left. Your vote cast for the Rum Tum Tugger. Best song, Skimble Shanks. Today's Jellical Choice, the Rum Tum Tugger. You heard it here first, folks. That has been our week with cats. I hope you've enjoyed it a thousand times more than we've enjoyed bringing it to you. It has been a delight experiencing this with guests yeah it's cool to hang out i guess guy why do we keep doing this huge thank you to our long-suffering partners the staff at rialto newmarket and tom hooper for creating something that is bad Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.